Welcome to Observing Others, the People Watching People podcast. <laughs> it's a snowy Tuesday morning. How's everybody doing? So good. Just Fabulous. had breakfast and coffee. We're on location at a breakfast location, actually. So if you've been paying attention to any of our social media posts, we are at the new Ramblin' Roads location in South Ogden. And Angie, our guest, Angie, how's it going down there at the other end of the table? I'm doing good. <laughs> Angie, how was your breakfast? It was wonderful. Angie, we're going to do the proverbial eat and run. <laughs> so thank you for eating. And I know you have to run, but we thought we'd say hi and bye at the same time. Hi, bye. <laughs> have a good uh, ribbon cutting today with the chamber. I will. Thanks for joining us in the snow for some yeah. pancakes and conversations. I <laughs> want snow. I want to fill those mountains. Every morning I'm like, oh, we didn't get very much. I want, I want it deep. I want to fill those mountains and then, then fill the are lakes. Are you a snow like? Are you a skier, snowboarder type? Not really, but I want our lakes full so we right. can like. I would like to water my lawn more than twice this week. Yeah, I like it to be a little greener this year. I don't know. I At least three times, right? It'd be nice. Yeah, it was kind of looking brown back there this last summer. Well, Angie, um, again, thank you for being our guests uh, on the last few couple of podcasts. So we appreciate that, and we'll invite you to come back. All right, I'll be come back. Thank you, Custom and goodbye. Thanks she's she's going to be the ongoing. She's our fourth. Like she, yeah. is. <laughs> the, the 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 true blue, right? The true blue. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Angie. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. So Angie braved the the snow to join us today, and um, how was your breakfast? It was good. It was good, and I bra- I remember going. I really want to travel to South Ogden today. <laughs> yeah, so Angie came to the Ramblin' Roads when we did a podcast in Layton. And so she's just kind of gone where Ramblin' and where we've gone. So I appreciate that. Thanks. Jeremy, what, what, you've only got half your breakfast uh, devoured. Hey, that's what happens when you come in late. So uh, <laughs> thanks for bearing with me. And it hit the spot, and the other, other half will hit the spot as well. Yeah, those those look like really good French toast sticks there. <laughs> Heck yeah. Daniel, how, how about your breakfast? It was so good. I had some eggs benedict and it was perfect. And some coffee. I needed coffee really bad. Yeah, so Ramblin' Roads is a is a country style diner. They first uh, opened in uh, and we did a podcast here at the Layton location in February. So won't tell the whole entire history of Ramblin' Roads, but they now have four locations. And so when I when I was younger, I would go to the road stop of Ramblin' Roads in North Salt Lake. It was like literally in an, an industrial section of uh, North Salt Lake down by Redwood Road and Center Street. And now that they're on 5th South and 5th West in Bountiful, they're off the 12th South exit in Ogden, kind of a truck stop feel there. Um, they're on the Main Street, Layton location, where, where not only were we podcasting, we started to have some um, networking meetings, and they still have a Monday networking meeting. And I have yet to make it to one of those. Like, yeah. that, but this Ramblin' Roses, is, I'm a, I'm a South Ogdenite, so it's right here, and I'm excited to have it yeah, how, as part of how my many, community now. How many feet away, were, <laughs> how many yards do you, were you from? <laughs> I just kind of hopped, skipped, and jumped a couple times, and I <laughs> and I made it. Made it over here, and I work right by the one in Leighton, but I have yet to make it. But this will be that's this right. Is my so new coffee Opa stop, is so. kitty corner kind of ish from uh, Ramblin' Roads. But so my grandfather owned a lot of this property. I don't know that he owned this exact location. I mean, this parcel here. But from Wasatch Drive East, he and his brother owned a lot of property. The, the Bybees founded Uinta County ish. So up here on the ridge and down there in the valley, a lot of Bybees. 
I think I've seen some mailboxes and they're it's all like S I V L I or um, Bybee, like yeah. yeah. So and I didn't realize that was your. Th- that would be that my was your family right there in my Wonsack. heritage. And they used to build a U on the mountain um, for Uinta with rocks and paint them white and stuff. So, so this is kind of. Uh, I've been doing some kicking down here in my youth because my grandfather slaughtered steer and had, you know, kind of a ranch and cows and raspberry patches. To it's not what it's like here anymore. No. It's, it, South Ogden is booming. I love this area, though. Yeah. they. In fact, there's only two acres left of the whole entire homestead, and the, his little house and his garden still sit on the two acres right off, right by you. Right by me. Let's I love go it. grab some raspberries. I like South Ogden because mm. it's, it's next to... It's an easy hot skip and a jump again to get down to Layton or to get to 89 or I-15. I'd rather drive from South Ogden to Salt Lake than South Ogden to, like, Roy or Clinton because there's, no easy, <laughs> there's right. no easy way to get over there. But. How about the toll the road? The toll road? I've never, never I've, done the toll I've road? Maybe, like, once, but I was in somebody else's vehicle. Like, I, I've never needed to because so, I'm right at the top of the, of the hill. So Jeremy, you ever done the toll road? Yeah, I think kind of that same. I, I went with somebody else, but yeah, otherwise. It's Adam's Avenue. I don't even know right? most of the time if I could even find it if I wanted to. It's right. It's, it take me longer it takes you to, to the hospital. Yeah, right? so to that's why I've Ogden used Regional. it. If I've ever used the tow road, it was because I was visiting somebody at the hospital and thought, I mean, it wasn't like an emergency. I wasn't like driving them there, but that, that would be my route. And I think it was a buck to go through okay. the toll each way. So $2 worth a little bit of headache and, and trying to wind around, but. Yeah, a great location. This is near the Chase Bank and the um, Walmart Neighbor Mart, I'll call it. Yep, South Ogden Hardware. There is a new First Community Bank over here that just opened up. So And Minky. Got a Minky, Minky yeah, well, uh, that's over far. across by a uh, Fresh what? Market. <laughs> oh. A Minky uh, by yeah, the Orange Theory. Yeah. Here, right? so. I've been doing the Minky Black Friday weekly specials where they've had the monster and their... They're, anyway, I guess better not say that in case someone listens to this knows what they get for Christmas. That was last year, right? <laughs> but they do have a Costa Vida in this, near this uh, Ramon Roads. And a really cool uh, Hawaiian restaurant that I've There's gone to. Restaurant. There's a brand new coffee shop, Coffee Links, that just opened up. It is a locally owned um, establishment. Great coffee, great little breakfast sandwiches and stuff too. So, Well, that's awesome. And Jeremy, you have spent some time in South Ogden, I understand. Yeah, yeah, not too far from here. Kids went to school, Shadow Valley Elementary, a couple of years back. Actually, you know, my son's getting ready to turn seven or graduate this year. What? So he's just a outside, kid, right? <laughs> outside of the box, elementary. That many years ago, now we're high school in Syracuse, Utah. So one of those where crazy and then some. So, um, some good sledding hills. Yeah, I got a here. sledding hill if you're in your car and you don't have good brakes or snow tires going down the hill there on 89, right? Yeah, they're like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, so it, it, this will post sometime today, but it is, it is a fairly significant significant snow day weather-wise. And yesterday yesterday was as well. So, and Like you said, you go to bed thinking, how much am I going to have to shovel when I wake up in the morning? Because you just are prepared and know it's... You know what's happening. You know it's coming. You know it's coming. A quick question, Danielle, maybe you know about this. I know that they were working on, like, the parks trail system over here close to the I'm not sure if they've done anything. There is. So um, right off of Skyline, you can go under, like, the highway and come over to Washington Heights Church. Like, that part is there. And it kind of, they, quote, unquote, connects to the Bonneville Shore Trail. But there's... 
you have to go up the mountain to get to that part of the trail, but it's it, you could serious run. hiking. Yeah, yeah, but you can um, go right under Adams Canyon right, type hiking. Yeah, you've done <laughs> you that, can, Jeremy. You can go right yeah. under the. Bring yeah. the whiteboard over here. Try it here. <laughs> See? See? Yeah, I have yet to um, take that excursion, but I've seen people go in and and come up under the under the uh, eighty nine. So you're going across. Well, I'm excited to see some um, people gathering now, uh, not necessarily with our group, but it's it's as a diner would be. I think I've told you the story. I'm going to tell it again because I really like it. So my daughter used to work as a barista at Starbucks, and there was a group of people that would show up all the time uh, about the same time of day, and it wasn't like a networking meeting where it was official. It was just this organic, non-official getting-together conversation and I used her uh, Wi-Fi, so I'd go in there while she was working and use her Wi-Fi. And I would see this same group continually get together, get together, and have that kind of camaraderie that wasn't something they forced or signed up for, something they didn't have to you know, spend money on some organization fee or anything. It literally was uh, an organic experience. And, and when people weren't there, they would miss them. And then when they came <coughs> back, they'd say, hey... So glad that you're here. It, it, it's really hard to artificially construct that, to, to create the natural networking that's organic, that's kind of serendipity or, you know, just you're meandering in somewhere, you meet somebody, and it's really cool. Just find your people all of a, all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah but, but, the, but I guess the magic of that is, is that the, it took that first attempt to reach out to somebody or to have a conversation and it would have been not necessarily a natural thing. I think we've said on the podcast before, my father, the social psychologist, says people will gravitate to people they know first. And because sometimes hard for us to get out of our comfort zones and out of our shells or, or out of this people we know first mode, the fact that you talk to strangers and then become acquainted and then become friends I think on our, one of our podcasts, I mentioned different people when I was in Disneyland and I would talk to total strangers, literally total strangers. But I wouldn't have had the organic conversation. I wouldn't have had that, that um, interaction had I not been comfortable thanks to the many times that I practiced organic conversations talking to people that I don't know. Yeah, I, I used to see that similar type of organic camaraderie that would be built in the in the mall industry you have like the mall walkers and they all came and did their thing and then um there would be like a little coffee place in the mall and everybody would get their cup of coffee and then sit down and talk and that became like oh come join us and that grew organically and then you'd expect to see your mall walkers but you would um become friendly with these people because you would see them every day walking and then it was like oh hey i kind of know you come over and meet and i think that's a um a pretty endearing element to to see grow is people just uh, having one small thread in common of coming to the mall early to to walk. And if you've ever been in the mall with the mall walkers, you stay out of their way. Like they are on a <laughs> they are on a mission to do their thing. But then it was like then they earn their cup of coffee and their, their conversation. In, right? yep. Um, I at Newgate you would see um the older generation would start playing like card games and things before the mall opened. But that's what it became was like no, I have to I go to the mall every day or. Um, they do that at the McDonald's over here. There used to be a group of gentlemen that just came in every morning and had their exactly. had their coffee together. And that McDonald's slash Starbucks slash Ramblin' Roads is, I guess, that's where I'm headed with this. Is that natural opportunity to be able to be consistently at a place where you're interacting with people, and you're not necessarily relying on it, but you're you've made that such a customary thing that people show up. I'll give you another example. 
this is a little bit different, but the Utes are playing in the Rose Bowl again. So go Utes coming up in the Rose Bowl, playing on January 2nd and um, playing Penn State. So that should be an exciting thing. If you ever owned season tickets to a football game, I'm a, you know, for a, for a college football team, oftentimes those tickets are, are even handed down from generation to generation. And so imagine the people in front of you, behind you, and at the side of you that are strangers when you first bought into your season tickets or your, you know, your season, you know, season ticket holder and you're renewing it. Those relationships also create, were created organically, but those are the same people who are going to be there every home game at the same time in the same seat. And, and at, over time, you're all cheering and you're all commiserating or whatever it is together. And that natural um, spectator togetherness creates that latent or that, that almost symbiotic relationship that over time, if, you, you know, if you're sticking the mud and you weren't talking to people, maybe you wouldn't get to know the people sitting around you. But if you let you know, down your defenses or let loose a little bit and enjoy the people as much as the game, I think, Daniel, you were the one that was telling me that you'd gone to, was it baseball? You weren't really excited about the baseball, but you loved the baseball experience with the people around you. Well, I think it, um, I worked for a minor league baseball team oh, like years ago. As, cool. I was, you know, with the dugout dancer, like we did all the games on the fields and oh, things like that. But it awesome. was, it was the general admission people. I'm a firm believer. Yes. The season ticket holders, those things are great. And I rely on those in the theater world as well. But um, those are the people who get to go to every single game. They get to come to every single show. But the general admission people, they are just so happy to be there because maybe they don't get to do it okay. all the time. And those That's are right. the ones having fun because for them it's a it's a completely new new experience yeah. um you, they don't get to do it all the time and so i used to love uh, bringing those people out on the the field and things like that people oh, from general yeah. admission instead of the the people who got to see the games every single you know three nights in a row and they understood like what the process so so process that's a win win for both groups the season holders can create those relationships and the people who who come occasionally are the general admission people have the same opportunity to to have the thrill of the game, but be surrounded by people who are, are are rooting for the same team. Right, right, and they're excited either because hey, this is like you said, they're excited because they're seeing their friends and the people they've built these relationships with, or they're excited because oh my gosh, I'm here and I can do, I can see this, I can see these people, I'm so close to this baseball player, like sign my ball and whatever. So that's cool, Jeremy. You give me an example in your world of of seeing one of these organic relationships, we'll call it for lack of a better term today, not conversations, real relationships. Tell me an example of an organic relationship that kind of came, came to fruition for you or one that you've observed. Um, so I guess it, I worked in the, we'll go to pool wall racing before too long, but like <laughs> okay. restaurant industry, I think that it's one of those where you see that, that grow um, where all of a sudden, next thing you know, um, you know, probably like three years ago, I, I worked at the Chili's in uh, Boise, Idaho. Okay. Kind of as a college job. And even then, so one of the girls put together a, a get-together, um, like it was like a year and a half ago, for everybody to come back and meet up. And I was like, cool, I made the cut. You know, one of those <laughs> where, and you know, some people were there longer, but, you know, in the mixture, so I was like, okay, how many people would I know or not know? Um, another one, you know, so I'm from a small town in Nevada, where you know like where the rodeo is a big deal and everyone knows each other uh, yeah well yeah so <laughs> like you have a class reunion but sometimes the biggest thing they've been doing right now has been like a uh a town reunion so they just try to do it Ooh. where it 
over off lips offsets a couple different years. I love just that. So then, a town reunion. Yeah, so it's more of um so you're you're get because a lot of times your friends you know, I'm more, I was better friends with some of the older kids than I was, you know, the kids actually in, even in my grade. So if I went back to my reunion, I'm like, yeah, who are you? Are who lame, are these right? people? <laughs> but, but in the same. Children. But outside the box, I think like 2022 or in the neck of the woods is that, that community. And I would say, um, like, say with treadmill pool ball race, racing live. Right. Sometimes I actually think I'm just the one that's putting on the event. And I'm not necessarily as much part of the community as you're seeing them in there engaging. So right. there's a couple of those guys that have become, you know, great friends. So and I think true that's fans. where, well, yeah, true fans, and they're 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 building relationships with each other on you know shooting in the crowd or with the orange five spicy nacho pulls the W they're rooting or yeah. they're booing them on or you know so on and so forth. They're already you know, almost responding to the, the one person's initial response all the time. The other person's like trying to put one up on them just so they, you know, just that kind of built you. So that's an excellent example. And Daniel, we've talked about this before that the event after the event or the networking that really occurs that is spontaneous and organic didn't necessarily happen from the, the, the structured meeting, but it happened in the coming and going. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Wasatch Speaker Series, um, but I've been a member of, of that, and I think this is the fourth or fifth year, and you might have never heard of it, because unless you got in on the ground floor when it started, it's not open to the public. It is a um, sort of membership thing. They sold out a Bravano Hall. You bought your seat, so I literally have my seat that I've had the same, like, awesome. four years, um, and you are the have the first right of refusal to renew your seat, but after the speakers come in, and it's a very wide gamut of, of speakers, and I've been very lucky to see some of these um, individuals come and, uh, come and speak you know, to the crowd. But the conversations that happen afterwards, because there's also like a Facebook group and people like maybe we should have a little book club and all these things that stem from listening to somebody come in and, and talk for an hour and give some sort of presentation. And now I have major remorse, session. Danielle, because I was invited to that and didn't join. How about uh, that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> major remorse. So <laughs> they fast. They kept it going during, during the yeah. pandemic. Everything was like online and that was lovely. And so fast like pitch before it was fast pitch was the speakers club and it, it fed into some of those organizations that did this, you know, speaking Gilder circuit and Wasatch was one of them. And I, just didn't buy into it. Yeah, and um, unfortunately, I gave up my ticket this year because the price just, now that I'm not working in Salt right. Lake, it was harder to make a Bravano Hall work right. um, nonstop. But it was, I mean, I met and heard some lovely people speak. I actually got to meet people in person. Like, that was part of some of the, oh, cool. the memberships and things like that. But that's one of those organic things, and it, it kind of ties into everything you've been talking about, where I had my one seat. That was my seat every single time I sat in the theater. It was the same people next to me unless they gave their seats up or you can um, gift them to, like, a high school student if you couldn't make it that day or something like that. Right. But that was that was your seat. But it was the organic conversations that happened afterwards with people either praising the speaker or praising the speaker series and um, shifting off into these little different uh, conversation groups based on who enjoyed what and things like that. So it's it's a pretty interesting concept and I think very valuable. So I guess the message, Jeremy and Daniel, is that when you're looking for organic relationships and when you're actually, you know, conscientiously observing and then interacting that's when 
that's when those organic relationships are are, are, are happening. That's what makes the, what brings them to fruition. It, it's not going to happen if you're on the sidelines. It's not going to happen if you don't say anything. And it's certainly not going to happen if, if you don't come to breakfast events like this one. So as you are choosing your networking events or even just choosing what kind of activities you want to be involved with, think about the event after the event. Think about the natural conversations and the natural relationships that occur because you you you, you did something. You showed up, you opened your mouth, and you introduced yourself. You find a common thread, whether it's walking in the mall and then having coffee afterwards, seeing somebody speak and having a conversation about what you just heard. It's all about finding a commonality and then taking it further. Tonight, today we came and we had breakfast together. Yeah, we that had, was our we commonality. Had we had something in common. and We're podcasting we today. Yeah. That's another something in common, right, Jeremy? Yeah, we all came through the snow. We yep, we made snow. it through the snow. So when you see this, this uh, posted... And when you see invitations to come to other type of, uh, of networking events or podcasting events, make sure you uh, uh, sign up and join us. Thanks for listening. Great day, guys. Bye now. Bye.